at Alina Health. We care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Parkinson's disease is a neurological condition that affects about 1 million Americans. Even if you don't know someone with Parkinson's, you've probably heard of some famous people with this condition, such as Michael J. Fox or Muhammad Ali. While there isn't a cure for Parkinson's, there are a number of ways to treat and manage it, and researchers are learning more every day. My guest today is Dr. Okeanis Vau. She's board-certified neurologist with Naran Neurological Clinic and Abbott Northwestern Hospital. Welcome to the show. Dr. Vau, let's start with a little bit about Parkinson's. Explain to the listeners what it is. Well, thank you for having me to the show. Um, so Parkinson's disease a, is a chronic neurodegenerative uh, neurological condition, which affects movement, coordination, balance, um, and also some other symptoms of um, what we call non-motor symptoms, um, blood pressure, mood, sleep, um, and many more others. Do we know what causes Parkinson's disease? Um, we don't really know how, what causes Parkinson's. We do certainly know that there are some um, triggers or some um, environmental factors that may um, uh, um, can cause uh, Parkinson's, um, such as pesticides, for example. Um, genetics can be part of it, only uh, not uh, quite rare. Um, if you see patient, a young patient develop Parkinson's, then definitely we're thinking or suspecting genetical causes. Um, so we really don't know what might be causing Parkinson's. The symptoms of Parkinson's are often difficult to diagnose. They kind of go together. Speak about the symptoms and diagnosis based on those symptoms. Right. So the, the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, the, what we call the cardinal symptoms, are three, four. They're, um, they, uh, it is tremor, rigidity, bradykinesia, and uh, can be unsteady gait. So, unfortunately, we do not have a test to diagnose Parkinson's at the moment, so there is no serum test or blood test or um, any imaging that can diagnose Parkinson's disease, so we have to rely on the clinical appearance of the patient, the clinical symptoms. So do you get a detailed description of the symptoms as the family explains it to you or the patient? Clinical history is very important, so yes. Uh, we want to know when it started, how it progressed, and also when the patient is examined in the clinical, in the office, we can tell whether they have a resting tremor, when they are slow in their movements, when they're stiff, their muscles are stiff, and if they're unsteady in their gait. So we kind of add these things up, these symptoms up, and make the diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. Like I said, it's a clinical diagnosis, meaning we examine the patient, we make the diagnosis, and we don't really have a good test as of yet to um, diagnose Parkinson's. However, um, the scientific community is really working on, on trying to find a test. And we're much closer than we ever were before. And depending on the person's symptoms, is there a standard of treatment? Or what is your first line of defense when you have to tell somebody that they have Parkinson's disease? That's a very good question. So basically, um, every patient with Parkinson's disease is different in terms of how they present with their symptoms. Some, for example, have more tremor. Some may have more, might be more slower with their movements. Some may be more stiff in their muscles. So you don't always get the same symptoms um, in one patient. So, and 
age also plays a role as to what medication you want to choose, um, what treat, how you want to treat the patient. So you, it's, we're talking about individualizing treatment for someone with Parkinson's disease. Um, there's also side effects that, of medications that may, may need to be taken into account of uh, because the if the patient, for example, is sleepy at baseline, you don't want to give him medication that will make him more sleepy, so you want to choose another medication. So, no, there is no um, gold standard or first-line medication that you would go to. It's it's really uh, customizing the treatment of uh, for, for, Parkinson, for a person with Parkinson's disease. And these medications are intended to deal with the symptoms. Yes, they do not slow the progression of the disease. Correct. So what this, what the medication do now, what we have now, they basically um, treat the symptoms. So Parkinson's disease is basically a lack of dopamine. The cells that are producing dopamine in the brain decrease, um, and therefore we have a, de- less, a decreased level of dopamine. So we're bas- basically supplementing um the, that level of dopamine in the brain, and that's what the medications do. So they only treat the symptoms. It's symptomatic treatment, and there is no cure um, or anything to slow down the um, course of the disease. Now, having said that, exercises the only um, proved uh, or um, proved treatment that slows down the progression of the disease. That's fascinating. Is this a new development? Um, not so much. Actually, it is recent, but I wouldn't say it's new. Um, just uh, this year alone, there were like 5,000, roughly 5,000 uh, publications about exercise, the benefit of exercise in Parkinson's disease. And um, it has been picking up its first, I think, uh, introduced about five or ten years ago. And there's more and more evidence how the, the importance of of exercise to Parkinson's disease and mostly the motor symptoms and the progression. So when people have the tremors and these motor symptoms, is there a surgical treatment for Parkinson's? And tell us a little bit about deep brain stimulation. So deep brain stimulation improves the quality of uh, of uh, the, the quality of life for patients with Parkinson's. It also helps them move, and um, it is just another treatment option when medications are lo- alone are not as effective anymore, or if there's side effects to them, or the patient can't tolerate them for one reason or the other. Um, if they, if the patient develops dyskinesias, which basically um, a, a involuntary movements, dance-like movements that we see in patients, which are um, a cause of one of the treatment for Parkinson's. So that's when we usually are start considering deep brain stimulation. So what deep brain stimulation is, it's basically a um, electric continuous electrical stimulation of the brain with which uh, with electrodes which are surgically surgically placed in the um, certain targets of the brain and um, basically treat the symptoms similarly to what medications do. Only they don't have only deep brain stimulation doesn't have side effects. So that's the benefit. And once you have someone um, have DBS, then you may decrease the medication that they're already on um, and provide much better and controlled um, uh, relief or treatment of the symptoms. Is DBS FDA, 
FDA approved and reassure the listeners about the fact that it is safe and effective? Right. So it's um, it's definitely FDA approved. Um, the history of DBS goes back in the late 1980s when it refer- it was first discovered that um, electrical sim- stimulation of the brain can help with the tremors and the motor symptoms of Parkinson's. Now it was FDA approved in for Parkinson's disease in 2002 and in 1997 for uh, FDA approved for essential tremor. So um, it's uh, mostly safe. Of course, there are some um, very rare um, complications to of uh, brain hemorrhage infection, and these are only one percent. So um, it's uh, it's very well tolerated, and uh, recovery is uh, very fast. And uh, like I said, in combination with medication provides very, it improves quality of life and really provides very good control of motor symptoms. Now, having said that, it doesn't treat all symptoms of Parkinson's. For example, it doesn't treat dementia. It doesn't treat depression. It does not um, directly improve sleep or some of the sleep complications that patients with Parkinson's have, but it definitely improves the stiffness, the tremor, the uh, slower movements, and um, the patient feels better overall. Are there some people for whom this is not an option? Are there some people that are not candidates for DBS? Yes. Um, So the patients who have dementia are not candidates. Patients who are severely depressed also are not candidates. And also patients who do not respond to dopaminergic medication, uh, levodopa, which is one of the most common medications taken for Parkinson's disease, if the patient does not respond to this medication, then they're not candidates for deep brain stimulation because if um, you might want to think as dopamine have a, they basically d- um, controlling the same symptoms that deep brain stimulation will. So if dopamine is not controlling them, then deep brain stimulation will not. So that patient is not a candidate. And Dr. Vow, what about the caregivers? Because Parkinson's can be quite a devastating disease, both for the patient and for their loved ones. What do you tell their loved ones about dealing with things like the depression and the insomnia and the facial masking and the things that go on when somebody is progressing with Parkinson's? So what I usually say, first of all, like you pointed out, um, Parkinson's is not just tremor. It's not just about feeling stiff or slow. It's about all the other things that come along with it, depression and sleep problems and dementia, um, um, other things such as constipation, frequent urination. So it involves a lot of other systems in one's body. So what I would like to, what I usually tell the the caregiver is, first of all, education is key. So I want um, both the patient and their caregiver to get as much education about um, Parkinson's as possible. So for two reasons, one, to identify their symptoms as um, a result of being that they are Parkinson's and address them with their neurologist. Um, And two, by... um, knowing these symptoms uh, to really know how to deal with them and know whether there is treatment or not. So you mentioned depression, for example. There's antidepressant medications 
that can help um, and treat those symptoms um, with and with every individual symptom that the patient might have, there's also treatment that goes along with it and overall improves the patient's quality of life. Wrap it up for us, Dr. Vow, if you will, about Parkinson's and what you tell patients and their loved ones every day about this disease. So I know it's hard once someone is newly diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, but like I said, um, education is key. They should also not forget that exercise is very important. It's the only thing that slows down the progression of the disease. And um, they should be very hopeful because there are a lot of treatment options to this day. And we know that there are many um, more to come, many more medications in the pipeline that seem very promising. And even I feel that cure is not very far away. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.